It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Chantel Fisher-Greer. Chantel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. No, absolutely. You are quite the young lady <laughs> doing so much stuff and uh, from South Side of Chicago originally, right? Yes. That's amazing. Tell me about that because uh, growing up wasn't, wasn't the easiest, right? No, it wasn't. So I grew up in Inglewood, South Side of Chicago, and um, just when you think of Inglewood, you just think of um, despair. Um, you know, had a tough uh, childhood, you know, um, both parents were in the home and my mother experienced some, um, was addicted to drugs and my dad was an alcoholic. So there was like no type of guidance, I should say. So I had to make a choice. If I wanted to go to school, I could and if I didn't, then I really didn't have, like, that parenting to say, hey, this is what you have to do. Wow. So I've really been making my own decisions since I was 13. So That's... I've been adulting a long time. I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I started making my own decisions at 13, and I moved out at 16. Wow. So I've been on my own since I was 16 <clears throat> years old, um, moved in with a friend. So, you know... I was just telling this story to a neighbor because the way my the way I was living my life, I could have been dead, I could have been on drugs, or I could have a whole lot of babies right now <laughs> because I didn't have that structure that a young girl growing up into a woman should have. Um, I. I when I look back as I'm speaking to you now, I'm happy that I had the type of mentality that I had because I knew I had to go to school. I knew I had to graduate. I knew I didn't want any children. I knew drugs wasn't a good thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I made choices not to do those things, but I was surrounded by it. When I was in eighth grade, I think about 13, I was hanging out with juniors and seniors in high school, you know, yeah. um, smoking weed. You know what I mean? For sure, for so. Sure. I could have made some really bad decisions. So when I look back and as I'm speaking to you, I'm like super grateful that I had some type of something inside of me to say, okay, Chantel, you want to, you don't want to do that, make a different decision. So of course I made some bad decisions, but for the most part, I think I turned out okay. <laughs> more than okay, more than okay. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple of things before we, we, we jumped on that, um, you it's it's like you noticed that others had things you didn't right so it wasn't right. like you didn't know any better that you know this was just kind of life and it is what it is you saw that others had it easier had it better had more had something that you didn't right right and and that really shaped how you felt about kind of the world correct tell me about that a little bit so i was bitter for a long time and you know actually i just wrote something out about what were the big, the biggest challenge that I had to overcome? And it was bitterness. I was bitter because I had to grow up so quickly. I was bitter because um, I, I, I was bitter because 
I thought I should have had different parents. I was bitter because my life was hard. I was bitter because everybody else's life seemed easy. I was just mad and I had this victim attitude, right? Like, why, why me? Why me? Why me? And it wasn't until recently that... Um, and you said recently, like four or five years ago. Recently. Yeah, like 2016, 2017, when I hired a life coach, I realized that I can no longer live with that lens as my life. I can no longer blame my parents for things that happened when I was a teenager. I'm a grown woman right now. <laughs> and my life is what I make it in the decisions that I make right now. And so once I realized that I had to come out of that, how I saw myself, how I saw my life, then that's when I started to see things change for me. Um, I, I just had such negative chatter, just negative negativity, and I wasn't happy unless something good was happening for, for me. Sure. If nothing's good happening, and it, now I'm sad. And it wasn't until I started journaling, I'm like, something's not right. Like, you should be happy. Like, you got a great life. My husband used to say it all the time, you got a great life. What's, what is wrong? I'm like, I don't know. So I started journaling, and then once I saw like, I would go into a dark place. And you mean journaling, like, you're just jotting down your thoughts? My thoughts like, that's it. There my, was no... No, I, just, I was just keeping a, keeping track of when I would go into this dark place. Oh, interesting. Oh, so it was only during that time that you're journaling. I, did, I started journaling before I got the life coach because I'm like, something's not right. And I'm like, I maybe. And he was like, you said all the time. I'm like, no, I'm not. He was like, yes, you are. And I'm like, okay, I want to see it for myself. So then I saw I would be in a dark place for, like, weeks three four weeks of this you just can't get out can't of it. get out of it yeah and so then that's when i said you know what you need some help and that's when i said um you you need to hire a life coach and so when i did that it was the big the best <laughs> <laughs> the best and i would pay double to do it again the best thing that ever happened to me because then i saw myself for who I really was and not for back in the day. Right, you know what I right. mean? No, 100%, 100%. So then that's when I started to say, you are worthy. You are enough. You can do this. You you are not those things that you s- thought you were. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> the sure, negative chatter. Sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so once I kind of realized that, then I, I definitely saw a change in my life, like a total 360. That's amazing. And, and, you know, one of the things that just stands out the most as we've had these conversations is that you have just taken it upon yourself to improve yourself, right? Yes. And so introspective. And, like, I I didn't do that until I was in my 30s, <laughs> like, you know? And, but I even looking back at those ages, I was completely lost and just naive and ignorant and, you know, just, I mean, a kid, right? But this desire for you to grow up is, or, or even just evolve into this, I don't know, not only say better, right? But definitely this other person right? that you knew that you were here and you're like, I'm trying to get there. There, exactly. Right? So tell me, like, where did that come from? Who, you didn't have that direction growing up. You kind of, you know, you said you were adulting at, at 13. At 13. But there's something that's driving you outside of, you know, being comfortable with the circumstance, with just who you are, with that complacency. You don't have complacency. 
So I will say my biggest flex is creating the vision that God has for me. God, because God is real. The devil's real too. So you can get it from both ends. But the vision that God has for me, that's what I'm trying to achieve. And he has some big things planned for me. And I want to be in a position. I want to be healthy from the inside out. I want my mind, my body, my soul, just everything to just be in place. So when the opportunity presents itself that I don't have any, I don't have to <laughs> think about it. I'm like, okay, this You're is it. I'm ready to go. Let's let's hit it. That's amazing. And but but even that, like, where did you, who who turned you onto those things? Like, was it somebody? Was it something in life that happened that even for for the idea of God? I mean, someone has to teach you those things, right? Or you have to learn it from somewhere. You know, prior to having a life coach, um, I listened to self-help audios for one year straight. I would purchase it through Audible. I would listen to it as many times as I could for one month. Sometimes I can do it three, four times. Sometimes I only got through twice. All self-help on all the things that I felt like I wanted to improve. Yeah. And um, I learned a lot through those audios because it hit on some of the things that was happening in my life. And then I I had a tool or I had a coping skill or I could shift my perspective. Like big fan of Wayne Dyer. Yeah. When, when you change the way you look at things, things you look at change. And so when I started to change my perspective on my life and what, how I was viewing it, then that's when I saw a difference. And then just being, um, goal, and task oriented, like okay, so what am I gonna do now? And and that can be a gift and a curse because and you've it, always been that way, like since goal like goal oriented, like yeah. As cool. a kid, well, my husband will tell you we went to visit my my uh, my auntie Pokey, who's deceased right now, one of my favorite aunts, and her mm-hmm. husband. And when we um, went, he was like, I always knew you was gonna be something when you was a kid. So and so I I don't know what it was or what it what it is but there was something there. It was something. I just I'm not a big person on excuses, right? <laughs> I was like, "Hey, what you want to do? You want to do it? Let's just find a way to do it." But that's just how I approach life. And and I've learned everybody doesn't approach life that way. That's it's just that what's worked for me, but I know if you do it, it works. Yeah. Of so. course. No. But, but yeah, that, that's just so impressive because I mean, we, we talked about, too, is, is you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. For and, sure. And it just seems like you've always had that incredible desire to hit these goals that you set for yourself. And that's really what I'm hearing is that you just happen to set goals and you realize that the only way you're going to get them is by changing yourself to get to to those goals, right? Absolutely. And I think so many of us do the opposite, right? We think, and, and, and a reference I've heard, or, you know, a comparison or whatever that, uh, it's like looking in a mirror and trying to change the mirror, right? You can't change the mirror. You have to change you to change the mirror. For sure. And, and, and that's one of those things that I just, I hear in you that you're like, yeah, I want that, but I know i got to change to get that. And and, and now you're here, right? <laughs> so, Absolutely. <laughs> so it's working. <laughs> no, it is. But you are like, you, you're really here. And I think even to that point of energy and, and, and you talked about, you know, not answering the phone uh, when you're not in a good place. And that's so important, right? But even to get here and for us to be having this conversation on kind of this stage and in for this sure. setting, like that to me says you've come a long way beyond just, I mean, I'm not too Narhorn here, right? But it's just, it's been a long, incredible. it's it's amazing. It's actually, it's so amazing. And I hope I'm about to well up. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> 
it's amazing because I have like it's one thing you will not say about me is that I'm not a hard worker. That's the one thing you can say anything else about me. But being a hard worker is something that you'll never say. And I've had people tell me that I wasn't going to be anything without them. I had somebody tell me that I've had my share of potholes. Let me tell you. And, (laughs) you know, it took a long time. Forgiveness is definitely one of the things that I had to work on. It's a real thing. It's such a real thing (laughs) because you it's I think I heard this saying it's like. You know, it's like when you don't forgive that person, it's like you drinking a poison. Yep. So it's like every step of my life is like, okay, so you don't have to forgive these people who wronged you. I think you and I talked about mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. which was it's been super hard because I'm like, I'm a good person. I try to help everybody. Why are people doing this to me? Right. Yeah. And so then I had to just kind of like step back and say, you know what? Hey, you continue to live your authentic life. You continue to help as many people as you can. You continue to be who you are. And then everything else will fall into place. It is a definitely a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. And you have to, I have had to pray a lot about it to say, hey, okay, this is where I am. So, you know, um, I just, again, excuse is just not, I don't live. Not part of your vocabulary. No, it's not. It's not. And then, you know, sometimes, I don't know. I know what excuses look like because I feel like I could have met my goals sooner if I would have had a little bit more consistency, a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. I had to learn how not to beat myself up about that. But I just want to live my best life and I want to be happy. That's like the main thing. Like, I can sell $10 million in real estate. I mean, gross, not net. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And if my life is not authentic and I'm not happy from the inside out, it just doesn't, it's it's not, it it wouldn't feel good to me. You know what I mean? It wouldn't feel good. And you wouldn't also be attracting it either, right? Because on some level... And, and and I was told this too, just hearing you say, you know, the, the way you've kind of gone through life and that victim mentality that sometimes we carry it without even knowing it, right? Because we're making excuses for things as opposed to just seeing beyond them and, and like seeing our goals, right? Yeah. And saying, what do I got to do to get to those goals? Yeah. Um, and someone did tell me the same thing. And I think to that point is, it sounds like you were taken advantage of in, in certain things that where you're... You know, your kindness is mistaken for weakness. And you're like, yep. but I'm not this weak person. So why why are these things happening to me? Right. And it, and it is. It's so it's so amazing to hear that that part of your story because, you know, we haven't even talked about the professional the, the side of anything of it. No. Because it's, it's, uh, it is the least important, right? And sure, it, it might have the biggest impact. For sure. But it's because we don't see kind of the roots. All we see is, you know, the flower, right? Yep. And, and, and everyone goes, oh, I want that. I want yep. that thing. Yep. And so for you to, to take so much time... I mean, I only see nothing but success in your future, right? I appreciate that. But Thank it's you. true, though. You know, you have this passion in you that um, that stems from a desire to, you know, overcome the things that you know are 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 there, right? And that you don't want to go back to, for sure. Right? Like oh. the, some of the places you came from. Yeah, absolutely. As you were talking, I was thinking I really didn't like real estate when I was as I was selling it, and. I didn't like it because I was doing five to seven deals a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't get in the real estate to sell five to seven units a and year. And you probably weren't in the best place either. I wasn't. Right. And that was another thing that said you need to change your character because character grows your business. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so I was always on the defense that 
I would take that out on my clients in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, for sure. And then I said to myself, you cannot get to the next level acting this way. This <laughs> behavior is not going to take you to the next level. So then that's, again, I started to change. And so when I really set forth and started to transform from the inside out, I went from selling five to seven units to over 30 units. Wow. So and I'm sure it was a pretty quick transition. Too. It was it was huge. So right, you know, right now I'm in the top 20% in my office. So is when you change your character, character grows your business. You have to change who you are. Your business is going to be your business. I don't do anything different in real estate. I mean, I do. I I lead generate a little bit more, but <laughs> sure, sure, sure. but it's the character of the, you know, the person. Absolutely. So and and even how did you even get started in real estate? I was in property management for 18 years. Oh, you were. Oh, so that's the, <laughs> it's already kind of real estate. Real estate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we had to get our leasing agent license. And I was like, oh, you know what? Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Or and, you do. Well, I had to get it to work at as the property manager. Then I was like, oh, I'll get my real estate license. And I held it for a few years before I did anything with it. Um, the first I think the first mistake that I made is I didn't go. I, I recommend you go to a huge, a bigger company because they offer more training. And you, when you get your license, they don't teach you how to sell real estate. You just get the certificate. So you you need as much training as you can. It's almost get. like they they teach you how not to get in trouble, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So um, I went to a boutique company. The training wasn't, you know. So mm. I'm like, huh, oh, this is not for me. And I actually got back into real estate in 2008 when the market crashed, right? Wow. And then I did that for like a year. Then I went back to property management, and I was like, this is not for me. And then, um. My husband and I started doing some investing. Long story short, I said, I'm going to give, because I worked real estate part-time. I've only been full-time real estate for the past three years. Oh, no way. Yeah. So Yeah. So, and you can definitely see the difference between a part-time agent and a full-time agent. For sure, so, for sure. um, right now, like, I'm loving life. Like, <laughs> business is great. I mean, I'm here talking to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of the other things that, that we had talked about too was, and obviously you hear this all the time, and especially in real estate, just because you know during the week it's it's during the week and people work, and you're not you know typically doing as many showings, and the weekends are kind of where it's at, right? At least for residential, mm-hmm. that people um, you know have other interests and, and maybe even doing other things. And one of the things that was for you that we talked about was fitness. Absolutely, right? That's such a big passion. part. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, you know, how, how, well, one, how did you, how did that become a passion of yours to start? I've been on this fitness journey for like a, two decades. Like <laughs> it's on and off, on and off, on and off. Anybody who's lost weight know the roller coaster. And I, again, this was all like recent, like 20, from 2016, 17 until now. 2018, I went to a um, ID Life presentation. Uh, my ID Life coach invited me, who's my coach now, but she invited me. And I, I'm assuming that's like the type of program per, that the yeah, coaching is? The, it's called, uh, it's the vitamins. Oh, uh, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Individually designed. That's what Got, ID Life gotcha, means. Gotcha, yep. gotcha. Okay. And I and I, that struck a chord to me because we're all different. Our bodies are all different. For sure. We all shouldn't be taking the same vitamins, <laughs> right? right? So that was like, huh, that's interesting. And... It was 2018, and, and I went because it was on the rooftop. It was a summer. I was like, oh, this would be a date for me and my husband. Let's make you know, have food. Let's do this. And um, it was the presentation was amazing, and then I was like all in. So I did a challenge, 
And I learned that it created a foundation for me. Mm. Um, It created some type of, you know, consistency. And I started doing that. And then in 2019, I was like, man, I'm working out like a soldier so hard, but nothing's happening. And I realized it was my food. Yeah. And diet, diet and exercise, you don't have to lose weight exercising. You can lose weight just by changing your food. Yep. Um, I've been through so many weight loss programs, so many trainers that I've taken and compiled it all into this one thing that I know works. So I've been able to keep off 25 pounds for the last two years. Good for you. Even during the pandemic. There's no joke. (laughs) Right. You know, and I I freaked out, though, because I couldn't go to the gym. I'm like, oh, I can't get to the gym. And it was one thing that I learned. I was able to maintain, and to me, my body was better when I wasn't going to the gym, and all I was doing was walking. Now, be amazing, right? Yeah. Prior to that, I felt like I needed to do hit all the time. Yeah. I felt like that's the only way that. But I only I walked four to five miles a day every day, and I was able to maintain my weight with no problem. I've heard walking is the best way it to, is the best. to burn fat. It too. is it's the best. And I and people don't they have to kind of set their mind and shift their perspective that they can just walk. They yeah. don't have to do those. <laughs> no, no strength training. Exactly. Yet. You can just walk to lose weight. So um very passionate about the fitness and it kind of ties into um who you are, being healthy from the inside out, because I've lost weight before, but I was miserable. I was depressed, my marriage was in shambles. But I look good. So what's the purpose of looking good if you're not feeling good? So I wanted to look good and feel good this time. So and it's definitely like the approach is different on how I move around in fitness right now. So that's amazing. Good for you. you. And, you know, you brought him up a couple of times, but it sounds like you have a very supportive husband. I do. (laughs) I love him so much. We we celebrated 21 years of marriage. Wow. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) How'd you guys meet? Well, when I moved out at 16, I went to my friend's house. It was, I, I caught a taxi, went to my girlfriend's house. Her mom opened the door and she looked at me. She didn't say anything. She opened the door. I walked in. She gave me blankets and I was there for two years. Wow. I finished my junior and senior year of high school with um, Deanna and her mom, Felicia. <laughs> so. And that's how I met my husband because he was like hanging out, like we was from the hood, you know. <laughs> that's an amazing story. So that's an amazing story. Look yeah. at that, full circle. Now you guys are here. Yep. So yeah, he's a like he is my biggest hat and has been. And what I love about him is he doesn't he doesn't mind if let my light shine, like. I can be as bright as a star. And he's like, hey, that's my you wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And yeah. So what's next for you guys? I mean, I know there's a lot a lot going on, a lot in the pot. but um. So it is a lot. Um, I'm starting a fitness program, um, PNP, which means PNP, Progress Not Perfection, um, Mindset and Consistency Coaching, because that is the key to weight loss. Yeah, Not any- 100%. Any diet work if you do it, but you have to stay consistent and you have to have the right mindset to do it. 
Um, that'll be coming like in April. <laughs> Congratulations. My, thank you. Um, we had a podcast once before, um, Life, Love, Marriage, and Real Estate. So we are going to get that going again. You know, I got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm noticing. That's amazing. I got a lot to say. You know, it's like just to bring awareness to certain things. Because sometimes I don't, you know, I always look at things with my third eye. I just don't. You know what I mean? And it's always an underlying issue to something. It, You may not believe it, but maybe it'll strike something and say, hmm, let me think about that. Or maybe do a little bit more research. So we have that. And um, that's really about it right now that I can think of. Those are like the biggest things that's going on in my life right now is getting this fitness program going and starting a podcast um, with my husband and I. And then, of course, real estate. I do have a goal to sell 60 units or 10 million um, in sales volume this year. So um, I'm working on creating leads and things like that to make that happen. Well, you are like a poster child for how to do life. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You, you know, you just I mean, not to take away from your story, but it almost seems like you've gone through just to teach other people how to you know, how to overcome and and. Yeah, get out of their funk. Yeah, it was it was difficult. And then, you know, I just kind of, I do want to inspire people to live their best life and don't take, like, I don't take no for an answer. Yeah. Like, no is never the final answer for me. If I call a credit card company trying to get my interest rate low and they don't want to <laughs> do it, I hang up and call again and see if I can get somebody else Good until I get what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I, that's just an approach that, you know. It's, it's difficult because people, don't, they don't take no rejection well, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, hey, this person told you no, let's see what the next person says. Absolutely. So keep no. going until you get a yes. I love that. Well, if you're someone that's listening and are encouraged by Chantel, I would encourage you uh, to contact her directly by filling out the form below. But Chantel, your story is incredible. Thank you. And I am so looking forward to having more conversations and talking about fitness and spirituality and mindset, all those things that that really, you know, hit home for me. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here. No, it's our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.